0: On this episode, we discuss the boy.
1: Let's hear it for the boy. The movie. The
0: House. I'm Dan McCoy. My name is Stuart Lenton Wellington. <laughs> Lenton?
2: Yeah,
1: that's my middle name. Your n- middle name is Lenton? Yeah, you didn't know my middle name? No, I knew it started with L, but I didn't know what it was. What do you think it was? Uh Larry Lou. <laughs> 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 Stu Larry Lou Wellington. Nope, Stuart Lenton Wellington. It's a family name. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and this is Elliot Kalen with a slight cold. Back. Uh-huh. From not being on an episode. Mm-hmm, so everyone yeah. can hold their horses. We haven't broken up. I haven't left. I'm still here. Why I know. would you
2: be the one who left?
1: Uh, Maybe I'm, we like kicked you out. Yeah, uh,
0: man. No, You'd that's not happening. Make sure that you're the breakout star of the show. Yeah, like you're like, there's
2: only water enough for one of us. I'm so I'll Justin leave you guys Timberlake. in the desert. <laughs> Wait, you're the Justin Timberlake?
0: No, I'm being Elliot Because
2: Justin Timberlake oh. is very successful.
1: He's ex- incredibly successful. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Dan, why you don't really... you like Justin Timberlake, yeah, Dan? Yeah, he can dance, he can sing. He's a great comedian. Oh, he's... brother. He can act. He's I think handsome. Those,
2: that's four things, so he's a quadruple threat. He
1: can do it both ways. He can be casual and dressed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant regular and doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the other version's just regular. Just regular. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> do you
2: mind if we just do a regular tonight?
0: Yeah. I'm, we... I'm Dan.
2: You're ordering
0: it at the window
1: and you say... <laughs> I'll have a regular. <laughs> sure. At the sex burger drive <laughs>
0: thru? Sex window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a regular. Yep. No sauce. What does that mean? <laughs>
2: so this is a nice punch up for your Black Mirror episode. <laughs> what if sex was fast
0: food? Uh, um, yeah, so. We
1: watched a horror movie tonight. But what do we do on this podcast, Dan? Oh, we, for people who are just starting today, never heard an episode of The Flop. Well, they've Post turned more, the. Episode or they're like, off. I love this Viceland show about whatever it's about. I'm going to check out the podcast. Oh, come on.
2: We actually met one of those guys, and he was really nice,
0: Elliot. Did yeah. we tell you that story? You
1: did. He I mean, sounds not very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do we do on this podcast?
0: It's a podcast where we okay, watch a bad.
1: established. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're treading water right now. <laughs> uh, We're keeping it tight, Dan. We watch a-
0: <laughs> tight and taut. Come on, like we talked about. We watch a bad movie, mm-hmm. and then we talk about it. Yep. And what movie did we watch? We watched a horror movie. Which is usually confined to the month of Shocktober. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Formally, yeah. <laughs> but it has escaped its bounds like a vengeful spirit mm-hmm. and made us watch the boy.
2: Now
1: is this the By boy? Vengeful
2: Spirit, the vengeful spirit was me because I said I want to watch the boy and yeah. when other people were like, you know, that movie was kind of successful financially and uh it not,
0: got a, not a terrible critical. Boy. Not a
2: terrible critical flop. You could just watch it for funzos, and I'm like Dude, I don't have the time. I'm busy as a beaver in a wood factory.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little known aphorism. (laughs) You don't have the time, so you're turning the flop house into your leisure activity? This is a serious job, Stuart. I know. This is work.
2: Yep. Uh, Normally, uh, it takes me a full 40 minutes to get into character, the Stuart character that you guys have come to know and love. Uh Where I uh, What do
1: you do, Stu? What's your process? I for anyone who's just listening for the first time, Stu's character is kind of the, the ultimate party dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I He's
2: rude and he's got two. I put on my overalls two legs at a time. Like oh, wow. jump them? <laughs> <laughs> and then I comb my hair. But one of the overalls the straps you undo. Uh it depends on if it's formal evening or not. <laughs>
1: Well, he's since we're recording little,
2: an episode of a podcast, it's always formal. Yeah, a
0: little slingshot hanging out of the back pocket mm-hmm. of those overalls. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: in the other pocket, a bunch of peanut M&M's to use in that slingshot. So when people are having a bad day, I just shoot one of those in their mouth. <laughs> but to make their day worse, to kill them?
1: Sandwich. So they choke on peanut m and <laughs>
2: Especially if they got a peanut allergy. Yeah, I yeah. say, choke that one down with a smile. That's my new that Choke my that one phrase. down with a smile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the new peanut m and slogan.
2: Yep. m and choke that one down with a smile. Yeah, you know those talking uh, things that people eat in the commercials? m <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you yeah. know the big one that's kind of the dumb guy because I guess he's fat?
1: Yeah, I don't know who does his voice. I think Billy West does the other one. Um well yeah, He does. We'll choke and that guy was. down with
2: a smile.
1: <laughs> okay, now we watched this movie, The Boy. Did we watch the twenty fifteen horror movie The Boy? No. The we watched the twenty sixteen. Oh it's yes. 2013. What's well, the 2016 Harmony Boy directed by William Wait, Brent what's Bell. What's the difference? You started reading the Wikipedia Well, one is of the about It turns out they're not actually as different as it seems. The 2015 one is about a young boy with a who has lost his mother and his dad is checked out of reality and so the boy is like a budding serial killer. Hmm. Whereas okay. this one as this one is the one directed by William Brent Bell who also directed Flophouse Fave, The Devil Inside. Oh, and by man, Fave huge I mean we hate movie. it. Yeah. Oh enormous. That what again a huge success. The, the only
2: f- movie I've ever seen where instead of giving you the ending of the movie, they say, go check out this website for more information.
0: <laughs> oh shit, that's that one. Yeah, yeah,
1: that must be the least visited website in the history of the internet. Even yeah. less visited than, unfortunately, PenguinFarts.com. My, <laughs> yeah. One of my many venues.
2: Dan, I'm surprised you don't remember because we were interviewed. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, <laughs> I dropped a
1: I dropped a metal coaster.
2: Uh, A roller coaster. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not an original wooden coaster? No, no, metal one. Man, I don't I don't care for these metal coasters like King De Ka, Nitro, I don't know, some Medusa, other ones. Medusa,
1: sure. Great American Scream yep. yeah, Batman the Ride. Yeah, Joker's Adventure. Yeah, Joker's Adventure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't
0: forget Green Lantern.
1: <laughs> That's the name of the roller coaster is Don't Forget Green Lantern.
0: <laughs> when are they going to make Batman the Ride the movie? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I mean, Bend properties out there. And yeah, I mean, all those other
1: it. super successful uh, roller coaster based movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty of successful theme park ride based movies. Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of mm-hmm. the Caribbean Two, Pirates of the Caribbean Three, Country Bears, Country Bears, It's a Small World the movie. That's mm-hmm. the one where the yeah. movie keep the world is shrinking, and a bunch of kids from around the world have to stop it. And also that French kid who sings the It's Christmas, Saint mm-hmm. Noel. And song. You know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride turned into Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Yeah. It's a loose adaptation. So the boy, so the Devil Inside was a different movie. We were interviewed about it on the Planet, planet Money, money uh, a planet made entirely of planet money. They they
2: took our interview and were like, "These guys <laughs> are idiots.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the garbage." Uh, and it is That's sp- what they did with my audio. And well, You did not appear in it, but I think hey, I, look, I just have
0: like you can feel like, my presence. Yeah, exactly. Much like-, like
1: the presence of the boy. Yes, Stuart. They just
2: use my like dumb guffaw in the background, my like Ed McMahon hype man laugh. But
1: that was what made the soundbite. That's true. Now, the boy. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it, shall we? This is a mm-hmm. horrible film. <laughs> it it's it's, it's full of horror. It's yeah, full of
2: horror and terror. So the then, movie opens with a smash cut. <laughs>
1: <of> Media <meteor laughs> res. Nope, it opens quite a girl quite riding delicately. in a car. <laughs> There's a girl named Greta who's uh-huh. played by someone from The Walking Dead. Let's call her. T W Dead, mm-hmm. and uh, as for real name, and she's from Montana. She's fleeing an abusive re- relationship with a guy named Cole. Ladies, let me just stop right there. If you meet a guy named Cole, mm-hmm. do not date and him. Run. Yeah, unless he is grifter from Wildcats or Cole Hauser, the actor. And even then, I'm not totally sold on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If his now, name is Cole,
2: in unless order he's- of dateable Coles, <coughs> you have Cole Hauser. He's in the middle. Up above him, you have Cole Cash
1: from Wildcats, sure. aka and grifter. below that, Cole Slaw. If it yeah. is like, a bunch of mayonnaisey cabbage slices, mm-hmm. go ahead. Knock yourself out. Eat it up. What about, yeah, r-
0: eat that man like he's Pizza the Hut. <laughs> what about, like, a ranch hand named Cole with a cigarette dangling from his lips?
1: No. Nope. Exactly. It check check the gonna, categories, You're not going to be able to tame him, <laughs> and he doesn't fit into one of those categories. All right, all right. Cole is a bad news name. It's right up there with, like, uh, Slade. If you meet mm-hmm. a guy named Slade or a guy named yeah. Python, do mm-hmm. not date them. If you meet a guy named yep. Viper or a guy named Sharktooth... Mm-hmm. don't date them yeah once
2: again that you're you're living in adventures and babysitting probably <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you meet a guy just named, get in the jazz band club or whatever and play the blues <laughs> if you meet a guy named cole slade tooth i don't care how charming he is on the first date yeah by the fifth date he will be chasing you through an abandoned house with a hammer in his hand shouting bedtime bedtime or something oh, well, like that's that a,
2: that's an interesting direction that you went with him that he's like a weird like Serial killer person instead of just an abusive boyfriend person.
1: Oh no, he'll be. I mean, he'll most likely be I somewhere mean, in between. Yeah, the you two. want a guy who can be both, right? <laughs> you want, you want yeah. a man who can do both: a serial killer
0: in the sheets and a abusive boyfriend in the in streets.
1: streets. Yep, that's the worst of all worlds. <laughs> yeah. So. Greta is taking a job at an English manor house. She's from Montana. She's an American, y'all. Mm-hmm. And she's never been to England before. She's never even met an English person before. No. And she's taking a job as the au pair slash nanny slash governess of she's a... Playing,
0: she's pulling a reverse Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> in that she's not
1: made of magic? <laughs> in that she's a, a non-magical American nanny. <laughs> and, and the boy has possibly some magical properties, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Mary Floppins, if you will. Anywho, <laughs> I won't. She's taking this job, and she finds herself at first in a house that appears to be abandoned until a plucky young grocer named, what, William? No, Wallace, something like that. William mm-hmm. Wallace. And William Wallace <laughs> tells her that freedom is important. But anyway, uh, he, who's this charming young grocer, says, oh, I come here once a week to this a ba- to this kind of isolated country house to put slash up the groceries. You're going to be taking care of Brahms? Oh, he's the kid here. Then the parents show up. Or even before that, like he explains that
2: she's going to be taking care of Brahms, and then he's like... I'm not going to go into that. Instead, I'm going to tell you about how I'm a fucking psychic by reading people's chewing gum. He's yeah. being
1: charming. He's doing little, oh, okay. he's doing a little what I would call the flirtato, which is like a flirtatious potato. And the best mm-hmm. way
0: to flirt with a lady is to get her spittle all over your hands in the form of chewing
1: gum. It shows that you're mm-hmm. not afraid of intimacy, Dan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what's more or intimate, germs or, yeah exactly what well, we might as well have sex I've already got your germs on my hands yep what lady could <laughs> could say no to that logic yeah, it's basically a crazy town airtight. song <laughs> uh, the the parents show up and there's something a little off about them and it soon turns out that Brahms is actually a ceramic doll that the parents seem to be convinced is a live boy. And they give her all these rules. You got to play with him. You can't leave him alone. You got to make him meals. You got to kiss him, tuck him in goodnight. You got to dress him in his PJs. Then you got to dress him in his clothes. You to make sure to empty out the rat traps. And empty out the rat traps. You get, can't waste yeah, food. you might get rats in the walls if you don't empty out them rat traps. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun like the Lovecraft story, Rats in the Walls, where there's some kind yeah. of unspeakable horror yeah, scratching away between dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> like Lovecraft, was they, they used to tell him as Laugh-A-Minute Lovecraft. Yep. Mm-hmm. You'll chuckle. Mm-hmm. Your sides will split. You're going to love his craft. We're Hilarious
0: him. person Lovecraft. Yep.
1: That was his name, yeah. Indescribably funny, mm-hmm. <laughs> they would say. Yeah. <laughs> These Cyclopean jokes. Yep. Anyway, a lot
0: of racist jokes, though. Oh,
1: a lot a of racist stuff. It would stuff. not stand but up today. you got to
2: understand at the time... He was still it, pretty racist. Yeah. <laughs> but his he had a thing with his
1: mom where he okay. stayed at home. And, Speaking of staying at home, so Brahms is going to stay there. Greta's going to stay there with Brahms. <laughs> yeah, Brahms is staying there. He's a fucking <laughs> he's doll. He's doll. He's not going anywhere. Uh, he's a creepy-looking doll with, like, very pale skin. Mm-hmm. It's like... It, you imagine this is like Tim Burton's My Buddy doll from when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just a creepy, spooky little doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or his wrestling buddy. Yeah, possibly, sure. Mm-hmm. His real-life wrestling buddy today. Mm-hmm. He always wins. Uh, the The parents leave. We're going, we been, it's been so long since we went on a holiday. Bye-bye, ta-ta, la-la-la-la. Uh, Be sure to play Brahms's music very loud. He loves his music. And Greta's like these people are crazy but they're gonna pay yeah. me a bunch of money to watch a doll this is the life just and like that weird owl song
0: suspiciously sad for people going on a holiday yeah
1: yeah i mean they're sad because they're leaving their little baby boy brahms dude i felt that way when i've left sammy behind sammy the doll that i pretend is a baby that mm-hmm. is yeah we've been meaning to talk to you about that what oh no you know he's a doll it's okay. so much easier to take care of than a real baby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just forget I have a baby for for days on end.
2: Yeah, and porcelain is way easier to clean up when it gets poop all over it.
1: Yeah, and it's my poop, so it's like i, I got no one to blame but myself. I can't get mad about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: yeah, and your poop's super easy to clean up. Yeah, because of what I, I, I all eat. I know that. I have a diet of
1: mostly clean
2: foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: makes it very easy to clean up later. Yeah, mainly voles. Eat, <laughs> and I most eat. of it comes out in my pellets that I cough up. I eat various soaps, decorative <laughs> soaps. Just to make sure my poop's the cleanest it can be. I get soaps shaped like food. Yeah. Because really, all your stomach understands is shape. It's all about texture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your stomach
0: is blind. I mean, come on. It
1: can't see the food. It can't smell it. Your stomach doesn't have
0: a nose. Eyes are the window to the
2: stomach. Am I right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your head is designed wrong. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, Greta is like... I'm just going to put this doll in a corner with a blanket over it. Yeah, like it. a like a normal person. And I'm going to... Oh, Malcolm, that's the guy. I'm going to flirt with you Malcolm. You leave
2: your normal person sitting
1: in a chair with a blanket over it. Yeah, and she goes, I'm going to go on a date with Malcolm. She's taking a shower, and while she's in the shower, strange things are happening. Her mm-hmm. dress disappears. Uh, her earl- necklace. Her necklace disappears, and she finds that the attic, which she couldn't open before, is now open. In her towel, she creeps up with a whale harpoon in her hand that was leaning against the wall, mm-hmm. and... The door slams shut. She's trapped in the attic. Ah, she misses her date. Ah, and she gets scared by something and falls and knocks herself out. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if I see an attic door open, I'm just going to leave that towel on, you know? Because, like, that towel's way thicker than any clothes she would probably be wearing. Yeah, why change like clothes? That's like fucking body armor, dude.
1: Why close the attic and leave when you can go investigate? Because yeah. you're one of the Mystery Machine gang. Mm-hmm. Uh... Is that a bunch of robots that solve mysteries? uh, Yeah, let's just say it's more. That's more interesting than what it actually is. So yes, Uh, she. But weird things start happening around the place. Uh, A peanut butter jelly sandwich appears for her. There are weird phone calls from a child's voice, and she's like, she sees the doll's legs walking underneath the crack in the door under her bedroom door. It's like ah ah ah. And uh, meanwhile, there's like shadows that appear behind her. There's shadows mm-hmm. and like creepy stuff and creaks and uh, all sorts. Like there's something in the house with her, and you think it's a ghost because it's doing lots of ghost stuff. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this is something that she doesn't learn until later, but the movie decides to tell us now for purposes of suspense. The parents have left a goodbye letter for Brahms, and then they put fill their pockets with rocks, rock mm-hmm. pockets we call them, yep. and then just yeah. walk Rockets. into the ocean until
2: they're drowned and dead. Yep. They try to walk on the water, Hmm. step on the shore, flesh becomes water, wood Wood becomes becomes bone. bone. What is this? (laughs) Toad the Wet Sprocket, dog. Uh, My favorite band. uh,
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah, couldn't you tell from the way I sang that song? (laughs) As if you were feeling through a dark room for a light switch that wasn't there. Yeah, that was very, that was excellently done. So Greta starts to believe there's a ghost around here and she kind of gets Malcolm to believe it too. She invites him over and she shows him that the doll, when they leave the room, moves to somewhere else. Ah! And Malcolm says, when this kid was alive, it turns out the son had died. They had a real son. He died years ago. Yeah, Malcolm. a really they think it's a ghost fire. In a fire. Before he died in this fire, he had a playmate over. Some little girl was had a play date with him. Mm-hmm. And she was found in the forest with her skull crushed. And before this odd kid... Could be investigated. There was a fire, and he died. And now they think that the ghost is in there. Bump, bump, bump. And mm-hmm. ghosts takes, like to live in dolls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's comfortable. Look at fucking you know. Chucky, man. Yeah. And, and Annabelle.
0: Annabelle. Yeah.
1: One.
2: Which which one was Annabelle from? From the Conjuring, and then in the spinoff movie Annabelle.
1: Yeah. Annabelle Rising. Annabelle mm. L- Lecter.
2: <laughs> but I don't want to hear one more fucking word about Hannibal Rising.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's the undiscovered gem of the Hannibal series. Elliot, Finally, I we will, know
2: his backstory. I will give you $500 if you can tell me who played Hannibal Lecter in fucking Hannibal Rising. <laughs> it was. Without using your
1: phone. <laughs> his name was Hannibal the actor. <laughs> no, who was it? I don't even remember anymore. (laughs) He was just some young guy.
0: Stuart's very bitter about this because we did the um, pub quiz at uh, Max FunCon, led by Mr. John Hodgman. And and it was the one thing I should
1: be able to do. And we had to list the four actors who have played Hannibal Lecter. Uh, You can only do three of them. Yeah. Mads, of course, the best, Anthony Mm -hmm. Hopkins, and uh, Stryker. Yep, strike. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's how he likes his family to refer to him. <laughs> like, that X Men 2 was really weird. He felt like he came yeah, into yeah, his yeah. own.
2: So Brian Cox's uh, family's like, Dad, he's like, don't call me Dad. Call me Striker.
1: I forgot his name was Brian Cox, which is strange since I've seen him in a play. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> it was called Rock and Rolls, Tom Stopper play. Anyway, so uh, they're convinced there's a ghost around here, and everything seems to be kind of fine. She follows the rules. She plays with this doll. The ghost is happy. They're kind of a family now. And she reveals that this she has this boyfriend Cole, who she had to get away from, who's kind of abusive. She had become Gaspar
2: impressed. Gaspar Ulio is who plays
1: Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Ulio.
2: Yeah, it's something like that. Gaspar Ulio or something. It mm-hmm. sounds like the French
0: waiter in a cartoon for kids. It sounds like the full name of a horror host who goes by Guglio.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Or Guglio would also be, what, Coolio on Halloween? Yep, it's when the Guglio's uh, (laughs) Italian cousin come to visit them at college. (laughs) <laughs> Gulio is what Coolio's name would be in the credits of a Simpsons Halloween episode. That's right. If he was like a s- animation supervisor on The Simpsons, so there's some alternate universe where instead Coolio's of a got famous a rapper, yeah, he's an animation supervisor for Film Roman. I like that. And he's just named Gulio in the version credits. Version of
0: reality, even though he works at a cartoon show, he still calls himself Coolio normally.
1: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that was his birth name. Yeah. Jerry Coolio. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's his last name, it's much more believable. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. So everything. Julio Jones, and Greta believes (laughs) Julio Jones. uh, Greta believes that because she was pregnant and had a miscarriage, that this she was meant to take care of this ghost child, and so everything Everything happens
0: for a reason. Blah blah blah.
1: Until. Cole shows up. Bump, bump, bump. Cole Hauser, the actor? No, we wish. <laughs> okay. It's Cole, her ex-boyfriend, who is just as... Cole the... <laughs> the rock? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, spelled differently. <laughs> if it was Cole the rock, they'd be like, great, this would be useful for warming the house. Mm-hmm. Or giving bad children, like Brahms, for Christmas. Yeah. Bra- just now, kidding, he's a great kid. Now, here's the thing I'm going to talk about before we get to Cole's entry, because we're already in Act 3 of this movie. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of plot in this movie. For most of this movie, I think we're supposed to sympathize with Greta because she's scared and doesn't know what to do. She's just a normal young American out of the town. Mm-hmm. She was hired to do a job, take yeah. care of this child doll, and yeah. she does not do it for a while. And as is his right as the employer, Brahms complains in the only form he knows how, just locking lighting. her in the attic. And <laughs> giving weird, her peanut butter sandwiches. And giving her peanut butter jello sandwiches. And you know what? Lesson learned. She does her job, so take that, millennials. If someone mm-hmm. pays you to do something, you give it one hundred and ten percent, so that that ghost is happy.
2: She's like, "Oh no, I'm bored. I can't get internet service." Well, do your
1: job, dude. Hey, you do know your what? job is never boring. Exactly. <laughs> you know what makes a job most interesting when you do it with enthusiasm and you give one hundred and ten percent because you're the one making that job boring. The job's not boring. You got to find mm-hmm. your joy in the work you got to love the work. Yeah, have you cleaned out all the traps outside and made sure there's no rats in them? Because here's what you can do. Oh, gross, I don't want to clean traps full of rats. Hey, there's 17 traps around this house. Let's see how many rats we can collect in them. Let's yeah, see how fast we game. can clean them out. Make a little game out of it, you
2: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a do a Pretend sport. you're, I don't know, a member of the Cleveland basketball stars. <laughs>
1: who just won who just won the super dunk i don't don't know
2: (laughs) and you're you're trying to dribble the most dead rats out of traps yeah
1: (laughs) let's okay you don't want to give brahms his bath because he's just a doll you know what use your imagination maybe brahms isn't a doll taking a bath maybe he's in a submarine and you're the captain i gotta tell you you might not want to give brahms a bath he is way
2: more embarrassed than you are yeah. He doesn't want you to see his little porcelain weenie. <laughs> no,
1: because he is very anatomically correct. Oh, so he's, very. And circumcised. He's terrified you're going to break that thing off the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you're washing it much too violently. <laughs> Please be careful. You're paying a little
0: too much attention to that. I know you're trying to get into yeah, all weirdo. the crevices, but still, yes. let's
1: give it a rest. Yes,
2: I get it. It's really veiny. Some people <laughs> are into that, dude. <laughs> it's
1: just, look... It's a work of art. Let's just let's just take all the sexual element away yeah. from it. It's a work of human expression of the most beautiful thing in the universe, the human body. Yeah, human penis. just ask. The, human penis. the most beautiful thing in the universe. The least goofy piece of sexual organs, the human penis, which is essentially a, a droopy windsock <laughs> that occasionally gets caught in a very high I'm wind. I'm glad you said <laughs>
2: least goofy and not least gonzo, because it reminds me of gonzo's nose
1: all the time. quite gonzo. In fact, Gonzo the Great was originally called... Penis face, right? <laughs> until Children's Television Workshop said to Jim Henson, uh, you Jim, ca- you can't call him that. And Jim. he's like, Jim, you don't Excuse control Jim. me. You only do Sesame Street. This is the Muppet Show, a show for adults. And me and my new producer, Ralph Bakshi, are going to make it this way. <laughs> and Ralph Bakshi's like, hmm, how do I fit more genitals into this show? Anyway. So that's the untold story of the Muppet Show. So the lesson of all that is one, Gonzo's face has a penis on it. Yep. And not at a penis shaped like an umbrella handle, like many of them are. Mm-hmm. And two, if you get a job, do the job <laughs> and learn to love the job. Yeah. Because you know what's going to impress your employer, a ghost doll? Uh-huh. Doing the job.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you're and, gonna get extra, I don't know, ectoplasm for that
1: or whatever. Yeah, and that's you something you can do with somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it'll it's,
2: squirt it into a little beaker that you can, I don't know, trade at the market. I mean, it's for, basically just cheesecloth that yeah. you that you
1: Regurgitate.
2: You can oh. spray
0: it all over a toaster and make it dance to, uh, you know,
1: your love. Exactly. me higher. I was trying to think of the
0: Jackie. In Wills Ghostbusters two.
1: Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Now you may think they need a Ghostbuster in this movie, and Cole is the man to bust that ghost because he ain't afraid of no ghost, and clearly busting makes him feel good. Nothing <laughs> else does. He's a real sad sack. Yeah. Unfortunately, he likes to play pool or snooker, or they also called snooker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. A word that always makes me think of Gonzo for some reason. Okay. Uh So Cole is there. She's freaked out. He's like, "Can I stay over?" He sleeps over, and while and he's, he's sleeping, like, "Oh, cool doll, cool doll." What's this crap? She's like, "That's Brahms." He's like, oh, "Whatever, babe." Oh, bo-bo-bo. and so while he's sleeping, blood drips down on him. He looks up. It says, "Get out!" in blood above him, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Greta, did you do this?" Da da da. Malcolm. Keep an eye on the situation. Has been sleeping in his car outside, mm-hmm. or did that's, you that's do it? Normal. What's going on? And Greta's like, Brahms did it." And he's like, "Don't tell me this doll did it. This stupid doll." And he takes the doll and he smashes it. Mm-hmm. Uh oh! Suddenly the walls aren't going to like that. No, Brahms yeah, is not. It explodes like, it. Like, it. like it's in Scanners.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If if the if. guy in Scanners had smashed the other guy's head against a chair, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brahms, it, suddenly they're shaking all over the walls, and you think, oh, they're just doing the stuff from the, the original, The Haunted. Or the haunting. Mm-hmm. Nope. Here's the big twist. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: okay. The boy. In this movie. If you don't want to know the twist ending of the boy, turn this podcast mm-hmm. off right now, mm-hmm. and then do oh. anything else because yeah. no one else will ever talk about the movie The Boy. Mm-hmm. You are safe from spoilers <laughs> unless you type in. The boy spoilers 2016. Because you might get spoilers for the boy twenty fifteen, in which case doesn't affect you. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big twist. M. night
0: Shyamalan and Rod Serling. Stop making out and start listening. Prick up your ears. Because you know
1: that new twist you've been you've been looking for? Listen to this holds up phone. It turns out It's your
2: cousin, B Night
1: Shyamalan. <laughs> there's 26 of us 26 Night Shyamalans from A to Z
0: it's your cousin (laughs) Joe Henry (laughs) that's O.
1: Henry's cousin oh okay (laughs) you know that gift you've been looking for for your magi (laughs) well read this because there's no audio recording technology yet Mm -hmm. although I guess actually like the gramophone had been invented at that point check out this wax
2: cylinder idiot (laughs) moron (laughs) they have a weird relationship Joe Henry and O. Henry.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe Henry was always pretty mad that the candy bar he invented was named after his more famous cousin, <laughs> mm-hmm. O. <laughs> and O. Henry was mad that his book, The Story of O, didn't have a twist ending. It was just his real-life sexual exploits. He, could, he couldn't think of a twist for it. <laughs> What's yeah. that book? Isn't it a James Thurber book where the letter O? The Story of O. No, yes, yeah, right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The drawings James Thurber did for the Story of O are very disturbing. <laughs> just these lumpy bald men and women <laughs> becoming sex slaves to each other, yeah. and there's a dog in there for some reason. Anyway, the seal. So the wall starts shaking. The whole the place wrist starts quaking. The wrist starts quaking. My mind was aching. Your brain starts shaking, just like in that uh, size Noodle song, mm-hmm. and. That it, it suddenly turn. You think there's a ghost that's about to tear the house down. No, wrong. Mm-hmm. Something bursts through the wall. It's Brahms. What? He He's didn't a ghost? die in the fire. He's not a ghost. He is a grown man wearing a little ceramic boy face mask over a very full beard, which mm-hmm. is really cool, creepy effect. Yeah. Who has been living in the walls of this house for decades? being fed and taken care of by his parents and they left left finally because they couldn't bear to take care of this monster anymore and they tricked this girl into showing up to be like a sacrifice to Brahms saying like here you can have her we're gonna leave now and kill ourselves out of guilt, shame, horror uh, trauma I don't know
0: maybe they just like swimming with rocks
1: (laughs) Yeah, just like that Kevin yeah. Spacey movie, Swimming with yeah. Rocks. about how They
0: just like Swimming with Rocks. They're like,
1: see you later, we're going to go find Dory today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brahms chases them around the house, and this is where the movie, after having what I thought was a pretty neat twist, to be honest, I didn't see that twist coming, mm-hmm. that Brahms was still alive in the house and was just kind of like a crazy murder man. But here's the problem, is that when he's not supernatural, he's just a greasy guy with a mask on, and they are constantly hitting him in the head and kicking him in the face, and he falls down, and they run yeah. away. He catches up to them. They kick him in the head again. And he falls down. It he falls like, down as
0: easily as someone who has been living in a wall for all of his life would fall down. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get enough vitamin D. Yeah, that's the for right one. Dan, right?
2: Yeah, the, that's what you get from the sun. And it's yeah. if if they'd made a point of being like. <laughs> Like the delivery, if like the Ugh. delivery guy had some kind of a like a physical ailment,
1: yeah, I can like see maybe that. he had
2: polio. Maybe he's got a limp. I mean, polio has essentially been eradicated. Okay, but yeah, what if he had it? Wouldn't that be I mean, an he, would, he twist would be like seventy
1: years old.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that guy would have a tough time <laughs> defeating Brahms and
1: also winning over this young woman from I the don't states. No, it would be like a like a real. Uh, it would take a lot of bubblegum. Like Mr. Rochester, <laughs> <Thanks>. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rochester was a handsome young man. He had a just because he had a crazy wife in the act doesn't mean he wasn't a catch.
2: Spoiler alert, which is actually kind of crazy. Wife is not that different from Brahms, <laughs>
1: I guess so. And also, I know by saying crazy wife, I'm looking at it through the lens of a white imperialist colonialist. Mm-hmm. From her point of view, she's just trying to get back home. Thanks for checking your privilege, Elliot. I appreciate it. How is your privilege? Oh, oh, it's very nice. Thank you. Or did you mean Rochester, uh, Jack Benny's assistant on the Jack Benny show? (laughs) Wondering. (laughs) Because he's also a catch. He was in movies, TV, the Mm -hmm. radio, like a Mm -hmm. 40, 50-year career. Anyway. Very successful. Brahms chases after them. They find his evidence basement. He kills Cole. He kills Cole. He kills the
2: first person you should kill in any kind of a situation. I mean, at this point,
1: Brahms is the hero of the film. Yeah. He has been a great manager. Yeah. He got Greta to do what he, the job he needed her to do just through like a little spooky stuff, not through yelling at her, not through docking her pay, just yeah, kind of yeah. like psychological well, management. Like yeah. that's good management. A little
2: bit of negative reinforcement, but a ton of positive reinforcement. Yeah,
1: that's true. She got a little bit of, hey, you're not doing the job. I'm going to call you and I'm going to talk to you in a baby voice over the phone. Yeah. You're doing the job. You know what? Hey, college
2: basketball's Bobby Knight. Take a lesson <laughs> out of Brahms' book. Your players aren't behaving well.
1: Give them a little BBJ yeah, sandwich. The, don't sneak around in the in the walls a little bit. Don't throw a chair at them. Give them a sandwich. Go to the walls and wait for them to <laughs> do the job yeah. of playing B ball, <laughs> which could also mean baseball, but it doesn't. It always means basketball. Mm-hmm. People say base B when they mean baseball. <laughs> you tell the difference. Uh, they, Brahms chases them around for a while. Yeah, when
2: I say I want to watch that Tom Selleck movie, Mr. Baseby.
1: <laughs>
2: you're like, "Wait, is he like an English gentleman?" You're like, "No, he's no, a base B player." The opposite.
1: He is an American lout who is having trouble with all these Japanese social customs. <laughs> it's the story. Base B Berkeley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the greatest choreographer in Hollywood history. So, she uh, Greta escapes, but Malcolm gets beat up. Greta goes back with a screwdriver, and she tricks Brahms. He's mm-hmm. about to attack her, and she goes, Brahms, it's bedtime. I said it's time for bed. And he gets into bed, and she is forced to give him his goodnight kiss on his mask. And he's all about and it. And he is grabbing her too much. And she stabs him with a screwdriver and mm-hmm. eventually kills him after almost getting killed by him. Yep. And she and Malcolm, who's still alive, escape. hmm And last we see is Brahms repairing his doll. He survived and the doll has we survived. We see somebody repairing the doll. It yeah, could maybe be it's Cole. Cole. yeah. Or maybe it's Cole's the actual, the new maybe it's boy. the ghost who was living in the house the whole time, yep. but felt like he couldn't show himself because Brahms was sucking up all the oxygen with his antics. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably it. So that's the story of the boy.
2: Let's hear it for the boy story. So then, yeah, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. So when I thought I was about to watch a movie with a doll man in it, I'm like, where's Brick Bardo? <laughs> Where are the demonic doll toys? Man yeah. Where's the demonic toys? Where are the creations of mad inventor Andre Toulon? Now,
1: now, Stuart, you really wanted to watch this movie. What were your expectations, and were those expectations met, exceeded, or disappointed? Um, So
2: I wanted to watch this movie, and to be honest, I kind of... Knew the twist already.
1: What? I think Aww, somebody
2: what? had uh, spoiled it on some social then there's media. There's
0: no point in watching this movie. That's uh, why we ruined it for all these. Because I thought it would be
2: a fun, stupid movie to talk about all and right. watch with you guys. Because you're my best friends. Aww. that's very sweet. Um, but the as far as meeting my expectations, my expectations were met. I was not expecting a second act that was a lot of our of uh, Greta like. Carrying around Brahms and treating him like a little baby boy. That was great. I loved that. Um, and I wish that they had made Brahms scarier at the end. He was really interesting to look at, but he didn't have enough. We- like, I expected him to have weapons. You know, yeah. if you have a masked, crazy, strong guy, you expect them to have a, like a menagerie of killing implements. You
0: should have like boy themed weapons, like like a really big rattle. Like, <laughs>
1: just yeah, boys, around. carry rattles around. <laughs> or a lolly. You're not a parent, are you? <laughs> a
0: lolly that he stuffs down people's throats.
2: Yep, he puts a propeller beanie on his head and he <laughs> cuts people up like it's a lawnmower blade. Let's say blade. it's
1: more like it's a toy truck All right. that has, maybe it's like a toy digger or a crane or something, and it's got spikes on it so he like can stab people mm-hmm. with or, it. Or, or just a giant digger thing. Yeah, or it's a real truck. I found, it was one of those things where I thought the twist when it first was shown was a pretty good twist. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. And you know what? That's a neat twist, and it explains everything, I guess. I still don't know. So I guess they had two phone lines in the house. That's the only thing that kind of bugged me. But then once it was revealed, it was like, oh, it's going to be a lot easier for them to escape this than it would be to escape a ghost.
2: Yeah, as far as the twist I mean, goes, there was a there's a previous Stuart Flophouse movie recommendation that I'm not going to mention because I don't want to ruin the twist of that movie you should watch. over uh but that that movie managed to introduce the twist and then continue making it interesting and scary despite the fact that like the big twist has been revealed.
1: Yeah. I would say that compared to like the devil inside this was a it was not a it's particularly a forward. Yeah, like not a particularly good movie but much better. I there think we ju- it. we yeah. should go to Final Judgments. Oh sure, okay. Final Judgments. is
0: <laughs> a good bad movie? A bad bad movie, or a movie you kind
1: of liked. What were you saying, Elliot? You can I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this a probationary movie. I kind of liked in yeah. that it wasn't good bad, and it wasn't bad bad. It was like I wish it was. It was good enough that I wished it was better than it was. Yeah. And there's a couple of good jump scares in it. It gets really slow and dull in the second act. But when, that's the stuff I liked when she's caring for the boy. Oh, I love that stuff. I just wish it was more interesting than it was. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like. Like a blah, like mediocre movie.
2: Maybe if they played up more her like uh her mother motherhood issues stemming from her miscarriage or something. Yeah,
1: like I wish the movie had for a movie that should be super creepy, it was not as creepy as it. Yeah. could Yeah,
0: I, I kind of liked it too. It was an hour forty. It probably should have been an hour twenty. Like it, it was an yes. eighty minute movie. I would have liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, me too. Eighty minute movies are the best.
1: Yeah, make it twenty minutes. Twenty minute movie. Come on, come on, Peter Jackson, give me a twenty minute movie. <laughs> but it like it wasn't I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't be like, what a piece of garbage. It was like it was better than I thought it was gonna be. Considering it is about I thought it was gonna be about a ghost doll. <laughs> the way of the samurai. <laughs> and frankly, it would have been a better movie if there was no supernatural stuff in it. If it was like I mean she, there weren't wasn't any supernatural stuff in I it. But I mean no no like out of the ordinary fantastic elements like a man living inside the walls of the house. If it was just this, these people have hired her to take care of this doll as if it's a child. They don't leave. They stick around. And she finds herself slowly falling under the same psychosis they're under where this doll is becoming real to her because she's play-acting that it's real so much. Like, that would be a creepy movie to me.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like in House of the Devil how the first two acts are super-duper creepy because it's just a woman, like, like, walking around a creepy old house.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the first time you see that shadow move under that door and you know there's someone else in the house, that's one of the scariest moments of yeah. any movie, I think. But it's like, I would have rather, I like, and then like she and the parents would get into a fight over who gets to have this child, because mm-hmm. now she feels like the mother of the child. That, and uh, Okay, that's the movie I'm going to do. I'm going to call it The Boy, because there's already like a dozen movies called The Boy, so that title is up for <laughs> <Yeah>, grabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll call it The Boy, The Next Generation. I mean, that title's, sequel or? that title's up for grabs, <laughs> anyway, I she, guess. he's on the Enterprise with Jean-Luc. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, the, yeah. Not Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc, the waiter from the tea commercial. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Jean-Luc. Or was it a coffee commercial?
2: Uh, I don't know, man. But the thing is, Jean-Luc is still going to say, make it sew, right?
1: Oh, of course. But he's talking about actual sewing. He's talking uh, okay. about a sewing machine that's broken, and he takes it to the fix-it shop, and he goes, make it Make it sew. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ineke. Where are we right now? You're in the Minority Corner. Haven't you been here before? You know what, I think I have. Because you're a woman. And you're a gay man. And we're We're both both black. Black. And now that we're here in the Minority Corner, what should we talk about? How about race, gender, and sexuality? Ooh, and we can gossip about celebrities. And I can quiz you on pop culture. Ooh, and we can have guests. We're going to learn, laugh, and play. You know that sounds a lot like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. Minority Corner with the K. Check us out because the C was taken
0: tonight. Our episode is sponsored in part by Blue Apron, the uh, the service <laughs> that helps you cook <laughs> delicious meals at home. Mm-hmm. It knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. Mm -hmm. So they set the highest quality standards for their artisanal suppliers of uh, ingredients, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. Less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes, along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. That means they send you... The ingredients. Now, you've you used this the product before, the right, Dan? I have. Uh-huh.
2: And as a single guy, normally the best option is to just go get some food from the closest mm-hmm. place and shovel that shit in your mouth.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you don't even taste it. Yeah. Because all it's going to taste like is bitterness. Yeah, you're just so fucking sad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but instead... It's
1: <laughs> getting too real right now. But instead, now. <laughs> Blue Apron, it's called that because you're blue, because you're so lonely. Yeah, yeah. da da dee da da Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, you're you're right. The usual option is to, like, I don't know, chop up some sausages into some ramen and eat it on top of the stove. Yeah, and by
1: sausages, Uh, they are Boar's Head hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) What you just said is way more work than I ever did as a bachelor to Uh eat anything. This is my bachelor meals. I'm either taking out Chinese food, and my Chinese food is usually fried chicken with rice from the Chinese ticket place. A taste of the Orient. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm boiling spaghetti with nothing on it, or I'm eating hot dogs without buns. That's right. my bachelor life. I mean, I think the sad part... If of Blue Apron had existed when I was a bachelor, I might not have dropped down to a dangerous weight.
0: <laughs> the, the sad part is the part where I'm eating above the sink rather than <laughs> <laughs> bothering ah! to... Walk into the next room to have my <laughs> that is sad. dinner.
2: Why dirty a plate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just put the garbage can between your legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just eat above the toilet. <laughs> but now you don't need to do that because you have Blue Apron. And they portion it out for you. Because I know when I try to cook, the thing I hate is trying to do measurements. I can't eyeball it that well. It says like a pinch of something. I don't know what that means. It drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, You're like my hand, Sammy's hand, Danielle's hand. What kind of pinch? They a mean stranger. like some kind of crab man monster. Mm-hmm. But... They give You just take the container and dump it in because yeah. they give you the amount you need.
0: Uh just give you a sample of some of the meals that are available in June. You got spicy Korean rice cakes with snow peas and pea shoots. That sounds pretty good. Sweet chili ponzu catfish and green beans with coconut ginger rice. And uh, New England-style salmon rolls with roasted potatoes and chives.
1: And chives, guys. Chives <laughs> on top of it. Here's an idea. You say... I don't need someone to cook my food for me. Uh, well, do you know anyone who is expecting a child? Uh, They're yeah. not going to have time to cook for themselves when that baby is born. So get them some blue apron meals so that they can have they, half of it taken care of. They don't have to shop. They don't have to measure things out. A friend of ours did that for me, a friend Justin, mm-hmm. and it was really helpful, and I appreciate it. I don't think I ever sent him a thank you, but I should have.
0: You just gave him a thank you on the air. Well, that's just even better. Good. that's even better than a regular thank you. So thank you, Justin. So uh, check out this week's menu and get your two meals free what with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash flophouse. That's blueapron.com slash flophouse. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.
2: Now, normally I never allow the words slash and flophouse to exist in the same sentence, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I believe we also have a couple of messages up on the Jumbotron. Oh,
2: Jumbotron, Jumbotron. So I got a message for John Warman.
1: Wow. Uh, awesome. Man of war. Cool
2: it, John. Yeah. Hey, John Warman. It's not uh, his
1: fault that he has the coolest last name uh, in the yeah, world.
2: Exa- <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm a man of peace, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, you better get out of John Warman's way. Uh, and this is a message from Xander Bootel. Another great name. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Xander wants to say, Happy, happy birthday, John Warman. Note, note, pronounced to be, uh, pronounced to the tune of by Menon. So, so I like, think I've been
1: doing it right. Warm man. Uh, as a birthday uh, gift, that makes me think it's not warm man. It's just like warming something up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: as a birthday warm it gift, up, Chris. Yep. Let's. You, you want to work out How all these goofs? <laughs> <laughs> jumbotron goofs. <laughs> Dropping some sweet bits uh, as a birthday gift. This show. You should be listening to it. Uh, it has a guy who lives in Brooklyn and loves beer, a hilarious know-it-all pedant who also lives in Brooklyn. <laughs> that could be either one of us, too. And a long-suffering me. pessimist who sometimes hates his friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, This show is you. So I guess uh, John Warman is some kind of three-headed
0: Cerberus monster. (laughs) We're living inside John Warman.
1: Uh, Mm Ah, it's just like Identity starring John Cusack.
2: Or Herman's Head starring John Cusack. Uh, Was that the movie of Herman's (laughs) Head? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He can do TV. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't. (laughs)
0: That's the, twi- the twist to the boy is the boy being a real person. The twist to this episode of the Flophouse is that we're inside John Warman's brain. Uh, Warman's all head. this time. Yeah.
1: My wife's going to be surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm. this is going to be fun to say. Bon anniversary, Zando. That's from Xander Butel. Happy birthday, John
1: Warman. We've got another j j j j j j jumbo Jumbotron. Just do mouth sounds. (laughs) Okay, this message is for Stan. You know who you are. It's from Alana. The character from the Eminem song? Nope. Who is this message for? Well, maybe Stan. Who is this message from? Alana, Erky, Fufruk, Kauf, Mala, and Pimder. Okay. And they say. Sounds like a Motley Crue. It's from Motley Crue. (laughs) Okay. They say, whether we're infiltrating a fantasy high school, fighting a giant guitar-playing robot that transforms into a train, or just getting the shit kicked out of us in an alleyway, your quick wit, funny voices, and storytelling genius are with us all the way. Thanks for being the best DM love can buy. Bazinga. And that's for Stan from Alana, Ricky, (laughs) Fubruck, Koff, and Pimter. I want to thank you guys. For making me say my least favorite word in the universe, and mm-hmm. I want to thank Dan for assigning this Jumbotron message to me, because mm-hmm. he's the one who knows that I hate that word, yeah, the B like, word.
0: As I said, it's uh, called good producing.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm creating conflict for the, the purposes of drama. Let's just, I want to go on the record, if I haven't before, that bazinga is my least favorite word. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's a dumb catchphrase. It means like pasta or something in Italian, right? Who even knows? (laughs) And I'll never forget the moment it first confronted me when I was walking to work past a New York souvenir shop, and in the window was a T-shirt with a picture of Jim Parsons on it that just said Bazinga in big letters underneath. And I was like, am I supposed to know what the fuck that means? If it's on a T-shirt, there's an understanding that I'm going to see someone wearing it on the street and be like, yeah. I get it, bazinga, that's, dude. That's it a, should be about stupid
0: team. and whether or not you're with him.
1: Thank you, because that will warn me if the person they're with is stupid and I should avoid them.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it should be an indicator whether or not the person you are looking at is a member of a co-ed naked volleyball team. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if that or guy- whether
0: they're accredited to inspect female
1: bodies. I don't know <laughs> if that guy has a beer belly or a fuel tank for a party machine, and the shirt's got to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Which one is the man and which is the legend? This is what I need to know. Mm -hmm. T-shirts, help me out.
2: Uh, And I I like to imagine Dan sweating over a hot keyboard where he's like, well, this message has a reference to role-playing games, so maybe I should give it to Stuart, but it does say Bazinga, so I want to totally nail Elliot to the wall.
1: Now, can I plug something real quick before we continue? I have been remiss. Uh Uh-huh. In not plugging as fully as I should on this podcast, my other podcast, a reminder to anyone who may not know, in which case it's not a reminder, it's just new information that for Audible, your mm-hmm. source for audiobooks, if you're an Audible member, I'm doing a series for them. It's an audio series called Presidents or People Too with my friend and co-host Alexis Coe, author of the book Alice and Frida Forever, and soon to be a major motion picture by the director of The Babadook, and. We're doing a show That's where... That's
2: what she's doing. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome.
1: Every episode is about a different president, and we tell you enough about them to make them interesting. We can't cover their whole life in 25 minutes, mm-hmm. but we're going to tell you some interesting things. So later on, when you hear their name, you're like, I know that that guy called his penis Jerry. Which mm-hmm. president called his penis Jerry? You're going to have to listen to find out. So if you're an Audible subscriber, please download Presidents Are People 2, starring me and Alexis. And Beep. you guys have some pretty great guests. We've got a lot a lot of great guests, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's fun to get you to hear you talk about something that you're passionate about as opposed to shitty movies.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, before we move on to the next part, uh, I just want to thanks, uh, say thanks to John Began who turned one of our letter songs into a lovely mini musical. Which I'll put on the end of this episode if I remember to do so. Hopefully you mm-hmm. will. Hopefully
1: you saying it will be Hopefully. a shame punishment. Yeah, yeah it'll don't. be. A, no, it'll be
2: one of those mnemonic devices.
1: It's like when you're like, I, if I don't lose twenty five pounds by March, cut my head off. Mm-hmm. That's my New Year's resolution.
2: Uh, I start sharpening my kitchen shears. Yep.
1: Unfortunately, I made that resolution.
2: Yeah, I eat big food in my kitchen. (laughs) Thanks, Blue Apron. (laughs) You eat those giant ribs from the start of Flintstones. Mm -hmm. They hadn't invented shears then. They used a fucking duck with a really sharp
0: beak.
1: And he went, earth (laughs) for Um,
0: I also want to thank you to Edward Ross for the copy of his book, Filmish, which uh, he sent in to us. Uh, I'll show you guys. After the show, it's sort of a series of history essays about film in comic book form. Oh, I'd like to read if that. If you, uh, it's like an understanding comics for movies, let's say. So, that is uh, high
2: praise. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm.
0: If people are interested in learning a little bit more about movies in a in a comic strip, pick up Filmish maybe. Um, but before we move on entirely, we should also promote our DC show. DC District
2: of Columbia.
0: Washington DC. Tickets are The capital are, or whatever it's called in Hunger Games. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. Tickets are going fast for our Washington DC hot, show. Like
1: hot cakes. Mm-hmm. Like the hottest cakes. Mm-hmm. Imagine a cake. Uh-huh. Yep. Now I got imagine it in my head. it's like a birthday cake. Uh-huh. Now imagine there's candles on it, but the uh-huh. candles are like all burning like they're all wickerman. Okay. And that cake (laughs) was dipped in gasoline. That thing's on fire. That's yeah. the hottest cake possible. I don't possible. know why. Why did we make the cake this way? I don't think it's, it's going to be edible. It's like when you. We don't you, have time for questions now. <laughs> We've <laughs> got to get out of
0: the house. <laughs> Everything's burning down.
2: <laughs> Stuart. No, just leave me behind. <laughs> Let me die in this cake
1: prison. No. I know you always wanted to die by cake, but still. <laughs> he was too beautiful to live. Every time you ordered Death by Chocolate on a, on a like, a Bennigan's menu. Yep. And you didn't die for you, you that, were like, what you you a disappointment.
2: He saw that glassy look in my eyes when I told the waiter. I'll uh, have the Death by Chocolate.
1: <laughs> too, no no you've got so much to live for.
0: So again, buy tickets if you would like to see us in Washington
1: D.C. They're on sale now. The show is August August fifth. That's a Friday night this year. Um, hey, Friday night. Are there any songs about Friday nights?
0: Not no. a single one. Okay. No Saturday night is anything. all right for fighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also, uh, essay. T-U- Saturday, set, but it's night. not on a
1: Saturday. Friday, fr- just think of the old mm-hmm. uh, not-SNL show that was on Fridays called Fridays mm-hmm. that Andy Coffin was thrown off the set of in that one bit.
0: Think of the lead character to Futurama, and if you had a day, what that day would be called.
1: Oh, think oh. of uh, Friday, Robinson Crusoe's sidekick, in the hit film is Guy Friday, <laughs> okay. which is about, he's, re- he's on a deserted island that just has a newspaper, and he's got to run this newspaper. Mm-hmm. And they talk like a mile a minute. So, we're gonna, But we're going to be live in D.C., it's the first time we'll ever be doing a show outside of the New York area, so watch, come watch us be disoriented by how people's accents sound different, mm-hmm. and they don't and, have pizza. And, yeah,
2: how they put <laughs> toppings on their hot dog
1: with, I don't know, tongs or something? What? what, what? I, I don't get it. And uh, perhaps can we should we say we're gonna have some special guests the ghosts of all the former presidents that's mm-hmm. right
0: they're all gonna be there you can't yeah. see them or hear
1: them but they'll be in and, and Flophouse listeners
2: here's an exclusive Dan what movie are we gonna watch <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: go fuck yourself
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we haven't decided <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I thought maybe with a little bit of pressure you would have no, pulled, yeah. Stuart, pulled some gold out doing of your a head.
1: sponsor Doing a promo spot is like being a defense attorney. You never <laughs> ask a question you don't know the answer to. Uh, but Washington, D.C., August 5th. Tickets on sale now, and they're going fast, so pick them up. Now that,
0: uh, now that we've done our business, it's time to get on to the exciting part. Letters from listeners
1: like you. Um, you wrote us some letters. You wrote us a lot of letters, lotters, letters and lotters, lottery letters, letters for Lotto, letter of Lano, J Lano, Lano, <laughs> letters, lotters, letters, loaders, letters and leaders and loaders and lotters and logs from you. That was
0: wow, nice and tight. maybe the most free associative <laughs> <laughs> one ever, and that's saying a lot. I didn't even understand what was going on half of it. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so this is a handwritten letter Wow uh, mm. let, yeah, is, so, it, uh, is
2: a note. Is it parents?
0: It's from David, last name withheld Not Elliot's brother thank oh, goodness. He makes it clear it says, hello peaches As a thank you for the many hours of free He has an asterisk here I'm a MaxFun donor, but the point still stands Free entertainment you provided me over the years Thanks
1: for uh, donating to MaxFun
0: Yeah, thank you very much I'm sending you the enclosed gifts for Stuart, mm-hmm. my favorite Star Wars movie in Marvel Comics form, and a copy of Noel Stevenson's Pneumonia. Oh, cool. I, I promise to stop tweeting at you about it now, so let me... Uh, oh,
2: I know David. Okay, cool. I know which David this is. This, uh, is it my brother? It is
0: not your brother. Okay, good. Oh, that's there great. Awesome. And also... Also, oh, a little paperback um, edition. I'm going to enjoy these. For Elliot, the original motion picture soundtrack of Fiddler on the Roof. I know you don't have a record player, so I framed it.
1: Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. And Finally, ex- a gift my wife will appreciate. And
0: an excellent documentary about the doomed production of uh, Richard
1: Williams' The Thief and the Cobbler. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. That's awesome.
2: You know, Elliot might have Elliot might have a uh, have a record player a with you.
1: And it's the Motion Picture soundtrack, which is the one my wife is familiar yeah. with. I grew up with the Broadway cast album. Yeah,
2: you'd have a record player
1: if you were a rich man.
2: Meow 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 yum. cat while your cat's singing it.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, David. And uh, for me, he got me the vinyl edition of Buttons from Champagne to Chicago a collection of New Wave and Power Pop songs from lesser-known Illinois bands, and a pretty good documentary about the end of traditional animation at the Disney Studios made by an animator who witnessed it all from the inside. Uh, So thank you very much. David. And
2: I got to thank you, David, for not wrapping these up because we've tried unwrapping gifts on the podcast before, and we are terrible at it. <laughs> that
1: is true. We're Thank that you, that David. Unwrapping. This is a very generous gift. Thanks, David, and anyone who sends us gifts. Thank you very much. That's very sweet of you. Yeah. There's no we've need never to asked send for us it. gifts. Even the gift of
2: your time to listen to our show. Yeah, listen to our
1: show. That's that's the biggest gift
0: of all. Mm-hmm. Is you for the greatest. Love of all is happening This is probably to the most musical us. episode we've ever had. Not at all. <laughs> 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 not not by, by far. Um so continue Danworth. Going into uh, more normal letters, this is from Carl Lastname was held. <coughs> Junior. I was giggling Burks. along to episode one hundred eighty six, Guardians of the Highlands, when an offensive and shocking assertion was made by Elliot Kalen. Yeah, yeah. He falsely claimed Is it that about local hero? He falsely claimed that beside the beautiful Leatherman Cave, there's absolutely nothing to see in the great state of Connecticut. I'm certain Elliot did not mean to (laughs) besmirch the Constitution State, the world's number one producer of constitutions, (laughs) so I was prepared to let the matter go. But then I realized how much Elliot loves being corrected, so I prepared this short list of must-see places in my former home state. Okay, Number one. How many of them are like... Hot dog stands. <laughs>
1: There's going to be I a hot dogs field. on
0: the mind tonight, huh? <laughs>
1: you're all, you're What's all going hot on hot with me? Today? You need to go eat a hot dog <laughs> to get it out of your system.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you have like six of them in a row, and then <laughs> you don't want them for a week. You know? Yeah, but then you, you need need
0: to want to go 12, watch Hot right, Dog so. the
1: movie. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the six. Go find a dog and heat it up. That sounds terrible. Not for not good for the dog. No. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so here you go. The list of must-see places in Connecticut. Number one, the boyhood home of modernist composer Charles Ives. Not interested. Number two, the Danbury Railway Museum. Alfred Hitchcock filmed several scenes for Strangers on a Train on the station's distinctive curved platform. Okay. Number three, the P.T. Barnum Museum. Number four, the recently reopened Holy Land USA, an 18-acre biblical theme park, as seen on The Daily Show. Number five, the homes of Mark Twain and Harriet Beecher Stowe. You can see all of these places and still have time to see the very spot where I lost my virginity.
1: Oh, I know you're already you planning us your trip. Tell where that is. I assume the Leatherman came.
0: <laughs> As we say in Connecticut, do you know a better way to drive from New York than Boston?
1: It's <laughs> a it's a very good state yeah. motto. Yeah, good point. Unless uh, you have a hover car.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you for go.
1: correcting me on that. You can also go visit many of my relatives oh. there.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. For some reason. There's a Letterman joke that's not even that funny that has stuck in my head for years and years and years, which was uh, state mottos. (laughs) And the state motto he had for Connecticut was the middle C is silent. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I think of when I think of Connecticut. That's
1: like, Dan, do you remember when I said
2: Letterman, but I swore you said Leatherman. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, David Leatherman. <laughs> he would the travel,
1: late <laughs> night hotel show host. He'd travel from town to town interviewing celebrities. Mm, throwing Dan, watermelons off of buildings. That reminded me of, Dan, do you remember when I created a logo for our detective agency? And it was going to be called Mystery Brothers Detective Agency and the, and the, the slogan was We're not really brothers.
0: <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I like to think of a more beautiful world where we have a boy detective agency together. Oh, I would
1: love that. Yeah, we detect boys.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, there's one. His name's Brahms. <laughs> so this next one is from Stan, last name withheld, who writes Lee. Mm-hmm. I was hello, the- true believers.
2: <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> me. Eminem
1: wrote a song about me. <laughs> I'm having doing a cameo in your podcast because I created you. Maybe I don't know at this point. I forget it. I don't remember. Uh, so this letter goes,
0: I was listening to the fourth top podcast about Def Leopard when host Stu Wellington mentioned he did some joke-em-ups here on your program. And since Tell Def to Us Party currently has no email, mm. I have to contact this show <laughs> to vent my displeasure. Or a Twitter account. <laughs> Stu, Alex was right. How dare you sacrifice Hello America from on through the night. Oh, weird. I gotta go get a beer. It's proto left.
1: Wait, you're, the, you're being addressed here. <laughs> this is... Um, I don't know anything about this.
0: It defined what would be their future sound. Without it, there'd be no sugar to pour on anyone. The heartbreak would never be brought, and that lady over there who's acting pretty cool would always have love available for her to her, despite always mm-hmm. playing the fool. Yep. Frankly, I expected more from a connoisseur of fine music. I'm sure Elliot would agree, and join me in a body rendition of Everything's Alright. I call Judas. Thank you, Dan, for your time, attention, and MP3 program. Let's get rocked. Stand last name with help. I'm on the record of putting saying, me in the hot seat over here. I
1: would side with Stuart in any Def Leppard-related things. I think I've heard maybe three Def Leppard songs. Mm-hmm. And most of what I know is from Stuart's podcast, so I have to rely on him. Mm-hmm. And
2: as it is the number five uh, authority on historical Def Leppard information. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Stan. Uh, those are some interesting but incorrect points. Uh, and since you can't refute what I'm saying now, I must be right. <laughs> oh, boom, burn! Very. Uh... Uh, I'll bring it up with Alex, but he's Alex is probably right. That's why we call Alex Doctor Deaf on the program because he has a doctorate in <laughs> in Deaf Leopard information. Deaf Leopard studies.
0: Yeah. Uh, for the last letter of the evening. It's from Alex, last name withheld. Uh
1: (laughs) Uh-oh. Stu, I take issue with what you said on our podcast.
0: Uh, I recently discovered you after I finished a deployment. How I wish I had known nine months earlier of your fantastic little show. Stuart is my spirit animal, by the way. Anyway, I know this isn't a book (laughs) cast. I'm a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) That's not really what a spirit animal is. You're a Brahms. Okay. I know this isn't a book cast, but I noticed something was missing in a recent book to movie adaptation. In the book Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand, there's a crazy part where a duck, parentheses Gaga, is violated in a POW camp and then killed. Of course, this is the only part of the book I wanted to be in the film. And as you can, <laughs> sure. as you can probably guess, it wasn't included in the movie. I know Angelina Jolie directed this movie, and I like to imagine her directing some dude in a World War II era uniform fucking a stuck duff. Stuffed duck.
2: <laughs> oh, oh well. No, wait,
0: a stuffed a stuffed duck. It's stuffed was... with something. Oh, what is this? a Day Edna show? Sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, are there any scenes in a super <laughs> are there any scenes in a super serious movie that seem ridiculous and out of place to you?
1: Keep flopping. Alex' last name. Well, I think one. we'd all point to the bear suit blowjob from The Shining as a major <laughs> example of that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more hol- there's nothing more horrifying than the idea of a, of a bear suit giving a blowjob, I guess. Uh, maybe thirty <laughs> years ago, but times have changed, Dan. That's awfully heteronormative of you. Yeah, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, How like- do you
0: know those are male bears? Maybe that was a female bear. You never know.
2: Well, you couldn't see the bare teats hanging down underneath their
1: utters or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, let's go back to the letter. I apologize. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. So this was a ridiculous scene in a serious movie? Yeah. There's, I mean, you see a lot in like old movies. every David Lynch movie. Yeah. In, oh, but it works for him, usually. In yeah. a lot of old movies, it'll be a serious movie, but you'll have like a slapsticky character who's thrown in there, oftentimes a person of color, because they were oh, very racist yeah. back then. But I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna keep going with Bear Suit blowjob because it's the scene where like, Shining is a scary movie. Yeah. there's a bunch of scary scenes in it, and then suddenly this thing happens, and Shelley Duvall is so much more freaked out by it than anything else she's seen, and it's like, uh, they're doing what works for them, okay? Don't judge them. It's it's out of the ordinary, but maybe still.
0: she's just really impressed by his technique. No, oh, maybe the bear, the, the How does he move bear? in two
1: directions at once? I don't yeah. understand. The other thing is, I wonder. I never thought of this before. How many people who grew up to be furries had their first awakening while watching the Shining? Mm. Does it
2: hold a special place in their hearts? Yeah, it's probably maybe one percent the shining, 99 percent Disney's Robin Hood <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. like a little bit gizmo: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit gizmo, a little bit rock and roll
0: <laughs> you guys, can you think of anything?: Not really. which is my, this is an incident of me being a bad producer, which is there was a question asked. <laughs> And I
1: could have thought about Never it. Never ask a question you don't know ahead of yeah, the yeah, answer to. You too. could have prepped it. Well, think about it. Write your answers into flophouse at the flophouse gmail dot com server. Yeah. Well, what's the email address? It's uh theflophousepodcast.com. What or at,
0: you, I'm sorry, the flophouse at gmail.com.
1: What's a goofy scene in a serious movie or what's a scene in a book that wasn't in the movie version that you wish was in there? And go to the flophouse podcast at gmail dot com. That's correct. For your
2: answers. I know I have answers to this question, but they can't come to my tongue. They are blocked by my stupid
1: brain. Then let's talk about something we do know what we want to talk about, and that's mm-hmm. our recommendations. Oh, fucking A. I forgot to watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, do you have anything to recommend? I got a couple things to recommend. Oh, uh, boy. Strap them, in. One
2: of them can be mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just go, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what I was going to say. You stole
0: mine. <laughs> we're going to do a double shot of Noah Bombach here.
1: Uh, I don't recommend
2: those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really liked Mistress America, which I caught on uh, on cable recently. It's got Greta Gerwig, uh, who collaborated with Noah Baumbach on Francis Ha, which I liked quite a lot. I think Francis Ha is probably still a little bit better than Mistress America, but Francis Ha I think might be my favorite Noah Baumbach
1: movie, which is not saying that much. uh,
0: I like him quite a lot, but he can be. He can be irritating, Um, but this movie i think is uh is very entertaining it's about a oh we all know that kind of person who sort of constructs their life you know like they construct a persona and uh greta gerwig's yeah, like character a sociopath <laughs> is sort of this um you know she bon vivant like like uh jack of all trades like master of absolutely nothing um who is living in New York and lives this, you know, like gad about bohemian lifestyle and pretends to be a lot more together than she is where she's sort of secretly falling apart inside. And she befriends uh, sort of the lead character of the movie because their parents are going to get married and they're going to be sisters. And the lead character starts writing a story about her. And it's a, it's a question of like, you know, artistic betrayal like is it is it a betrayal to for her to write this story about someone that she knows in real life and is putting a very honest eye on this character or is that the way all art works and it uh has a second act that is a long scene where they go on a um trip to try and get some money out of a friend of greta Uh, so that Gregory can open a restaurant, and the scene plays out like a slow motion farce with characters being added all the time to this uh, one house and entering and exiting rooms, and it's very funny in a way that I think is a little different for Noah Baumbach. It it, it feels like a really like funny stage play for the second act of the movie. Um, but also, I want to recommend Noah Baumbach's documentary, De Palma, which I saw um. uh, at the Angelica Film Center, the the ratlinist from the subway movie theater there is. Yeah, I haven't seen anything there in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's
2: where I saw Snowpiercer. It was
0: great. Um, but it's a fun movie. It's a trip through all of De Palma's movies, front to back, <coughs> uh, basically just... Brian De Palma talking about his movies and then us seeing clips from them. And the thing is, like, in form, it's pretty boring. In form, it's basically just a glorified DVD extra, but it's a really good DVD DVD extra. extra. And uh, I know people have mixed feelings about De Palma. Like, I don't like all of his stuff, but and he's kind of hard to defend sometimes, but there's something about his willful perversity and like combined with great technical mastery that i respond to
2: yeah so uh and uh, he doesn't mind lingering on the oh, wait noah baumbach or brian de palma
0: brian de palma
2: he doesn't mind lingering on the female form <laughs> yeah
1: well that's one of the that's <laughs> like, one of the things like that like people that fact-checked it right in the middle <laughs> of just that.
0: making sure. that's one of the <laughs> things people uh criticize him for he is a he is the male
1: gaziest of male gaze directors. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's for sure. Sh- well, he's Hitchcock. Yeah. He wants to be Hitchcock, and Hitchcock was all about objectifying women in many ways. Uh, and, that, and De Palma can do it with nudity. But if you want, yeah, if you want a jacked
0: up campy version of Hitchcock, then Brian De Palma's for you.
1: The mo- the documentary.
0: Uh, or just his, movies? just his
1: movies. So you recommended a lot of movies right there because he's had a very varied film. <laughs> That's period. right. Mm-hmm. I recommended the varied. You recommended man, Snake Eyes. Uh, hugely and it, up and down. You recommended Snake grade. Eyes. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff in Snake Eyes. Not too much. Uh, I'll recommend my movie. I'll try to do it quick. I'm going to recommend, hey, it's an old Japanese movie. What a surprise. Oh, weird. <laughs> I'm recommending it. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend a movie called "The Face of Another," which maybe you guys have heard of. It's Directed by Hiroshi Teshigara, who also did, who's best known for "Woman in the Dunes," and it stars Tetsuya Nakade, one of the greats of Japanese film. He's in a ton of. He was the Emperor in Ron. He's in a ton of different Japanese movies. He's the star of one of my favorite Japanese movies, "Kill." Uh, But in this, he plays a man who, it's from the mid-60s, he plays a man who, before the movie has started, has had his face horribly burned in an industrial accident, Mm -hmm. and Um, this very morally dubious but kind of intellectually curious surgeon who specializes in prosthetic limbs that are meant to help cure mental conditions, he says, I'm going to make you the most lifelike face, but it's not going to look like your face, and you just have to watch out because this face is going to turn you into a different person, and you're going to have to- Kind of, yeah. And I want you to tell me everything that happens because I want to see how your personality changes under this. And he starts to construct another life for himself where he wears this false face. And the movie is kind of in a way about how difficult it is to escape the person that you are and what kind of consequences it can have when you try to and can't quite accomplish it. Uh, And it's super creepy intense. It's a weird movie uh but it's really good and it's called the face of another that sounds great
2: <clears throat> so uh yeah i totally just didn't realize i hadn't had a movie to recommend until just now but i uh the a couple of days ago uh, the actor anton yelchin died uh, which was a terrible, crazy accident, and he's an actor who uh, I've really admired in a couple of movies. Most recently, Green Room, and I also I
1: realized that he died. That's terrible. Uh,
2: and also the Fright Night remake, uh, which was recommended by Dan on an earlier episode. Uh, so tonight, I'm going to recommend a movie without Anton Yelchin, the original Fright Night, <laughs> 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 with uh, with Chris Sarandon as the sexiest vampire in the universe. And it is very similar to the remake, but it also, uh, it is, I don't know, it manages to capture the kind of like, uh, the late night horror movie, uh, aesthetic of the 80s while also being kind of sexy, uh, even though it's got, uh, you know, they make, uh, they have, uh, Marcy from, uh, married with mm-hmm. children as the like sexy mom character. And, uh, it totally works. And, uh, uh, Roddy
0: McDowell in that movie. And Roddy McDowell
2: is amazing. It's great, yeah. It? It's, it's a uh, really great movie. It's, uh, I think I came did to you
1: that, mention Chris Sarandon.
2: I did. Yeah. Okay. Right okay. up at the top. He's amazing. Yeah. I would let him drink all of my blood. <laughs> he can have my sweet young blood. Um, and then, uh, bury me in the backyard. And so uh Fright Night, watch the remake and then watch the original because they're both really great.
0: Yeah. Write a paper comparing and contrasting them and send it to us. <laughs> yep, send it to us. Uh Elliot will read it because we'll, he's got a ton of free time. I've we'll, got nothing we'll, but free time, yeah. Well grade it. Why not? You know, if you want validation from someone, mm-hmm. you will not
1: get course credit for it mm-hmm. though. You will because this is
0: not a course. <laughs>
2: and we'll send it back to you and you'll be like, oh man, Stuart was tough but fair. Yeah.
1: You know what? This I was hoping he'd be more lenient, but I didn't deserve for him to be more lenient. Yeah, that's the I thing. can't really find fault with these, even though I'm upset about them.
2: hmm And I kind of get off on being yelled at. <laughs> so this is really getting
1: me going. Yeah.
0: I mean it's really we're really trying to lure you into a school role play here. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's this is one of the Persona series. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: that's a JRPG dude.
0: JRPG, yep, Japanese role playing. Junior, nope, yep, junior bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, guys, this has been fun. We've had a few laps. laughs. Yeah, you love it it we've had
2: Summarize a few. So, it. before we totally wrap this up, I just want to say, guys, my bar finally fucking opened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yay. my bar.
1: By the time you hear this, Interlands, Interlands, we all did it. Hinterlands.
2: So, my bar Hinterlands uh, is. What's the address? It's seven thirty nine Church Avenue in Brooklyn. Seven
0: thirty nine Church Avenue, and, Brooklyn,
2: uh, New York. By, by the time this episode airs, Rated we'll R. have just had our grand opening. But please come down and visit. Uh, I'm going to be there a lot, but I don't know exactly when my regular days are <laughs> going to be. Yeah. Uh, and I gotta pocket. say that uh, yeah. I gotta say thanks for the podcast guys cuz it really helped me get through a uh, kind of a pretty difficult like two year process. It was a rough process and it took a long time and Yeah, it was it. really difficult. But uh yeah, so it's open finally and we the neighborhoods really coming uh, coming is really uh supportive and our friends are all super supportive and I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out so far.
1: And you know what? I think I speak for Dan when I say we're proud of you. Well, thanks man. Don't so uh, <laughs> hopefully,
2: hopefully, Elliot will come down, and we're gonna get fucking twisted.
1: Oh, every night. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. gonna be my new hangout place. That's
2: and that's gonna be kind of the new role you take. Like you've always been kind of like a like a troubled writer type, and now you can yeah, be more yeah, like a Charles Charles, Charles Belushi type. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's I guess a mix of Charles Bukowski and John Belushi, which yep. is not that different. Mm-hmm. I've that, always that beca- then you become Jim Belushi. Yeah, <laughs> I've always been kind of like. A straightforward, square, family man, middle of the road. Mm You're a classic white bread, cisgender male, you know, whatever. But I'm going to start... A real chicken pot pie of a person. I love love chicken pot pie, and yes, I don't know what that means for sure. (laughs) Fill me with peas and carrot slices (laughs) and little pearl onions. (laughs) But I'm going to now... What a name for someone. (laughs) Little Pearl (laughs) Onions. It's like a a comedian at a knockoff of Hee Haw. Like, Len Little Pearl Onions. (laughs) Uh, But now that the bar's open, I'm going to be there every night, drink until it closes and beyond. My life's going to fall apart. My career's going to fall apart. My family's going to fall apart until... But people you're going to look terrific. People aren't even going to recognize me because I'm going to look so great from all the drinking and no sleep that I'm <laughs> yeah. doing.
2: Gin Blossoms, yes, please. Yeah, play them. Yeah,
1: play all and their my tracks. Band. Oily and
2: bloated. <laughs>
1: I can't remember any of their songs, but play it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh you yep. that Till I Hear It From You song? No, Yeah, I think they else.
2: sing the... Uh, uh, they don't, that, do that they, flagpole sitter song ba 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 ba
1: ba wait no do that's they, someone else
0: <laughs> do they sing that song about how there's no rain
2: I'm a stinker tonight guys they didn't sing any of
1: those songs they didn't um, do the friends theme even though that's nope. what I think of when I think of them
2: So, uh, yeah, write, uh, send all Gin Blossom's uh, song lyrics and titles to at Dank McCoy. He loves Dank memes. (laughs) At Twitter. I don't want
0: want him. At Dank McCoy. At
1: Dank McCoy Twitter. Send
0: him some Gin Blossom stuff. You can send me some Dank memes, but don't send me anything about the Gin Blossom. You know what
1: he really wants? (laughs) You know the Minions?
0: Yeah, uh-huh. do some minions yeah, yeah, yeah. memes. Oh, oh yeah, God, minions,
2: minions memes that use
0: lyrics from Blossom <laughs> songs. I, I just <laughs> talked about how I eat my dinners of, of the <laughs> sink sometimes. Yeah, time to take you down a notch. <laughs> oh, okay. Too
2: real. Back okay. in my life again.
0: So, uh, <laughs> for the Flophouse Podcast,
1: I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Dan McCoy, and I'm a doll named Elliot. It's a surprise, Elliot can lives on the walls. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye.
0: So this is going to be fucking amazing. So episode. let's try
1: to keep it taut and tight this time. There's not a lot of plot in this movie, so that'll help.
0: Mm-hmm. Taughtness isn't the issue so much as the comedy. That's what we need, comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think let's also... I think we Let's could, not be sleepy. I'll try my best. Let's fucking spin it. Hey, you're already in your pajamas, so you're already fa- <laughs> failing on part of that account. You're not even wearing Waking Day clothes. Waking Day? Yeah. Yep.
2: The sequel to Waking life. It sounds like
0: something from a fantasy novel. Today is your Waking Day. Mm-hmm.
2: Your now we island. determine which uh, battle class you are a member of. You
1: will stop wearing the pajamas of youth. <laughs> Um,
2: Maximumfund.org slash donate. Donate, please.
1: Forward Force us donate.
2: Okay, what's the next part of this
0: podcast? Uh, the game? next part of the podcast is where we uh, take mm. a few moments mm. to answer letters from listeners. Oh, man. You need to— Yeah, uh, okay, I'm going to get a little refresher. All right.
1: Mr. John Hodgman is going to go uh, get I another— I
0: just realized i got to get more than my piece of
1: chicken. Up. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminds me while he's getting up that uh, we might want to take a few moments right now— Take a few moments, the three or four of us, to listen to the letters. To think about them and really give a good reply. Maybe something that might change some lives. Maybe something that'll get us high fives when we meet (laughs) the writer of the letter in person. In person. Are you saying there's a chance that I could meet the flop as Probably not. <laughs> well, Stuart, yes, because he works in a public place. <laughs> He's got time time on his no hands. We'd be there too. But Ellie, it's kind of a mysterious sort. A recluse, they say, back in his lair. He hates the sunlight, hates the light of the moonlight of any kind, natural air. The laughter, the <laughs> smiles, it strikes him like spikes and like poison. Don't expect to meet him. And then sure, why not? And you'll tell them Thanks for reading my letter on the house tonight. This letter song is brought to you by Me Wasting Time. That's how it works. <laughs> That's <laughs> how it works. <laughs> uh so uh so Dan, do we have some letters or should I sing another song for no, real I got it. Uh so this first letter Okay, na- I'm back. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Hang on, before you Read the
1: letters.
0: (laughs) I just wanted to say...
1: What did I miss is the name of a song from the popular musical Hamilton, but it also describes the question I have, cause I was in the kitchen when something happened, did someone sing a song? I hope I didn't miss a song.
0: (laughs) Run song a song, it counts. The abrupt ending.
2: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: Did <laughs> 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 somebody say that That'll they be missed sure, the a yeah. song It seemed be had been awakened From my ancient slumber <laughs> To sing another number About letters and writing And writing and letters From us to you, from you to us From them to them, from all to all Uh, Elliot, do I actually have to write a letter to a stranger? I don't want to do it. I have problems with expressing myself. (laughs) That's understandable and something we might need to work on. You're a great guy. You should be confident in your abilities. But no, because the strangers have written to us. They're strangers, but there's no dangers. Because it's through a letter. Unless they figured out some way to kill with words. Probably not. And so let's read this letter from Chris, last name with her They said it was time but why, but how. We'll get the answers to those questions when the song comes to its end. Right now.
0: Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal, and we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about, like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie? Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone... We got this. We got this.